It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Welcome back, everyone, to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Um, unfortunately, we haven't got Andy with us this evening. Um, apparently, he's he's ill in bed, so you're going to be stuck with Decker um, this evening. But I am very pleased to say that we've got Emma on the line from Proud and Palace, uh, the Crystal Palace podcast. Welcome, Emma. Hi, Decker. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Thanks very much for coming on. Um, so a quick little brief intro for myself here. We're, we're eight game unbeaten run has finally come to an end um, after two very different halves against Arsenal at the weekend. Um, now, we're obviously hoping for a good run to see us through to safety. Um, just very quickly touching on yourselves, I believe it's one win in the last 12 games, but you're only one point behind us. Um, so, Emma, if you could just start off, uh, what's your season been like so far with Crystal Palace? Um, it's It's been a difficult season in many ways. I think even when we were doing well and the way that the middle part of the Premier League works is... You know, around Christmas, we were all singing about going on a European tour and now we're uh, looking underneath us again and we're in a relegation scrap after a run of bad results. So it it changes very quickly. But I think even when we were looking good in the Premier League table, um, those of us who are there every week kind of sensed that um, there, but for the grace of a few incredible saves by Vicente Gaeta, you know, we could be... Uh, much further down the table. So unfortunately, this this run of bad form and bad results has felt like a bit of an inevitability, even when the results made it look like we were uh, doing brilliantly. You know, the performances were never great, um, especially at home. You guys will be pleased to hear um, our performances haven't been 
very good at all this season. So um, I kind of feel like now we're in the position that we've we've always deserved to be, which is um, down in that bottom third and in a bit of a scrap, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that, actually, because I remember it doesn't seem that long ago when I was checking the league table, and I think it was about maybe, I don't know, seventh or eighth or somewhere mm. around there. Um, and I thought, you know, Hodgson is doing, doing well. Obviously, I, I guess for yourselves, certainly for you know fans outside of Palace, it, it seems to always be Zaha that gets mentioned all the time, um, as if he's the danger man, he's the threat. Um, what how, kind of how's it? How do you feel that it's gone wrong? Like obviously, I know you're saying that the performances maybe sort of flattered the league position, but what seems what do you think's gone wrong with the team this season? Yeah, it was Zaha's heads. Um, not been right all season, to be honest. Um, over the summer, obviously, there was a lot of transfer speculation. Um, it happens every summer and every January with him, but um, this summer it felt like there was there was more in it and more in it from his part, and um, it felt like maybe he was thinking this was his opportunity to move on. Um, and all season he's been very, very hot and cold. You know, he's had a couple of really good games, but nothing like as dangerous as he has been. Um, the other thing that's hit us is that we've had a really bad run of injuries, which every club has, but we've got a very thin squad. Um, we've spent, I think, less than £6 million total in the last five transfer windows. Wow. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've, we've produced some absolutely miraculous signings out of that. So uh, Vicente Gaeta, our goalkeeper, was on a free... We got Jordan Ayew for about three million, and he scored some match-winning goals for us this season. But that's not a not a sustainable policy in the Premier League. So suddenly, when you've got five or six of your first team out injured, um, the people that you're asking to step up aren't uh, aren't the quality that you need to be able to yeah. rotate through a squad at, at this level. So a bad run of injuries around Christmas kind of exposed us, and I think now players' heads are going down because it's a bad run of games. Um, Fans have been turning on the chairman and the board a little bit. Um, so I think it, a couple of things. Yeah, Wilf, who normally we could rely on to pull a performance out of the hat, has been off the boil. Um, and it's just that very thin squad that's got exposed horribly. And now now here we are. <laughs> well, to be honest, it sounds like you are us, if that makes sense. Uh, you mentioned yeah, injuries yeah. there. We, we've had... I can't even count how many we've had this season. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of pressure or a lot of noise thrown at Bruce's door in regards to maybe from from some sections of fans in terms of uh, training methods. You know, has he been bringing players back too early that they're not ready, uh, which has then been obviously uh, making them get injured again. Uh, you mentioned money there again. That's the the biggest sticking point, as you can as you probably already know. We're not the our owner, Mike Ashley's not the biggest. Michael J for hope for the Warriors started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9/11 vets and their families. Over 91 of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but yeah, you mentioned we're one that... moaning about our owners and um, <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. the wrong people to be moaning to because at least ours have, you know, 
I think it's a funny one. It's, it, it's a funny one, isn't it? Where when you're in your own fan base, like us, and sometimes you know all we see is our bubble of Newcastle United, and it's you know our owners this, our owners that. But what you quickly find is that I know West Ham fans, for example, aren't happy with their owners. You've just mentioned yourself; you're not happy at the moment with yours, and it's kind of like a bit of a trend, really, isn't it, across the league? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just it's an easy thing to point the finger at, isn't it? And I think especially with Palace fans, there's been a lot of People are talking about um, Harrison Blitzos, two Americans who uh, bought a share in the club a couple of years ago. And their um, they're buying shares has coincided with this run of just being incredibly um, spend shy in the transfer windows. And but you never hear from them as fans. So it's very easy to point the finger at them because they're this faceless, voiceless force that's doing something in a boardroom and to do that's to do with money and we're not spending any money so it must be their fault um saying that steve parish who obviously you know is part of the conglomerate that saved the club in 2010 is usually quite vocal he's done a um, big interview with the uh, club's youtube channel today actually which i haven't had a chance to watch yet but some of the reaction on twitter seems to be sympathetic to him and i think if you've got owners who um you know, who who aren't very vocal and who don't come out and engage the fans, they become the easier uh, the easier target for blame. Um, yep. Although yours is a, a hideous man, I must say. Football or no, yeah, I sympathise that you guys have to have someone like him associated with the club, to be honest with you, because you're a great club and you deserve better. Thank you very much. I mean, in terms of hideous, he's there. He's been called a lot of things, as you can imagine. Um, I think it's it, there's something very telling what you say there in terms of communication, in terms of like, um, obviously speaking to fans and sort of being open. Um, Mike Ashley's been like a closed book and has done some really sort of bad things. I'm not going to bore you with any of them, but um, not, the thing is now I think it's it's went so far along the line that when he does come out and speak, it's sort of the damn. It's just there's too much water under the bridge. Um, yeah, yeah. And even when he does come out and make you know, statements or whatever it may be, they're either orchestrated in a way that the, the questions aren't that tough and it's it's kind of just almost, it's almost like a statement and not an interview, if that makes sense. Um, and it, I think fans have just kind of just, well, I don't really care what he's got to say, to be honest. Um, and obviously, the, in, in our, you know, for ourselves in our summer when Rafa left, of course, that mm. that was almost the final straw for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah. Um, in regards to Hodgson then, if we're going to the managers mm-hmm. for a second, um What's your thoughts on Hodgson overall? And I guess maybe this season, is there any more pressure on him in regards to your league position or anything like that? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Hodgson. I think he's um, an incredibly classy manager and he, um, you know, he represents the club very well. He's uh, a, a good guy. He's worked some miracles with the squad that he's got. Um, I think this season's been the first time that fans have started to question his role in the run of bad form that we've been having. Um, you know, we, he's he's got this um, kind of strategy and approach to games, which is partly forced on him by this paper-thin squad that, that I mentioned. But um, for you guys on Saturday, don't expect anything from us in the first 70 minutes. Basically, he, he, he likes to keep try and keep us in a game for 70 minutes by not doing very much and sitting back and trying to just kill any sort of football match and then try and win it in the 20 minutes at the end. So it's like 70 minutes, everyone's just going through the paces and um, trying to limit damage. And then 
they play proper football for 20 minutes at the end, which is partly because he's got a very thin squad and no, he hasn't got a huge amount of um, fit players to choose from, so they're conserving energy. Uh, we've also got an incredibly old squad. Um, I don't think we've got any defenders in our first team under the age of uh, 30, which is... Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, lots of wise old heads if you're gonna lots <laughs> of wise heads and come under pressure. Um, so that's been his his strategy and it's worked sometimes, but it's just been incredibly uh, difficult to watch. And I think where a few people have raised uh, questions over him recently has been there are good players in our academy, and these players who are 33, 34. Um, are losing at the moment, losing most weeks. So why not give a couple of these young kids a go? And if they lose, then you know we're no worse off. So it's it's this fact that he his hand's been forced a bit into playing a very negative game and and into trying to reduce games to twenty minutes. But then there's the frustration that actually he probably has got some other options there, but he's too conservative um to use them and to um yeah that's probably the best way to describe me he's, he's a very risk averse manager um which can be you know, quite frustrating to watch because you yeah. think oh, just give something a go you know just try and play football for 90 minutes rather than 20 let's see let's see where it gets us so so, w- <laughs> so would you say is it like kind of do you i'm not saying shut up shop but do you just keep it quite tight and just see if I guess for the first as you say maybe our 70 minutes and then obviously open up so would you say you're kind of maybe perhaps a counter-attacking side or yeah I think we would even counter-attacking in the first half you know we just kind of sit back and shut up shop I think um I can't it was it was very recently as in the last couple of weeks we scored our first goal from open play in the first half of a match all season you know we've been We've been really, really poor at attacking or creating any sort of threat. Be that, you know, if, if we win position, uh, possession, sorry, from defence, there's not the um, in previous Palace squads, you know, it's bust along, trying to sprint down the other end of the pitch and, and catch people on the break. It's okay. We've got possession. Kill the ball. Put your studs on the top of it. Pass it around the back for a bit and just. Uh, try and kill the game off for a while, which yeah, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's very frustrating for you guys. Will be infuriating, I imagine. To... <laughs> um, it, it's funny you say that actually, because when I certainly when I think he is at home, um, I, I, forgive us, I don't know the name of the stand, but there's normally like a, a bunch of fans you have. If, you, if I'm watching the telly, it's normally to the left at the bottom where yeah, them yeah. fans They're always going, so. yeah, going mental, going wild. Great atmosphere, and and generally speaking, when I when I've watched these, I haven't watched this. Uh, this season that much, but uh, just what you've said there is like he's normally bomb on. He's a pressing, really flying down the wings, and like re- to be honest, quite an aggressive side in terms of on the attack. But yeah, it yeah. sounds that it's changed a lot, uh, I guess, this season. Yeah, and I, like I said, I think part of that's been been um, enforced by the players that Hodgson's got to to choose from and the injuries we've got, and um, you know, not being able to instruct players to to sprint like that because you know that you haven't got a decent replacement for them on the bench and they've got to be able to get through 90 minutes and conserve their energy so um yeah it's been it's been really quite terrible to watch at times especially at home this season um 
just give all your all your fans something to look forward to on that on that well, long I'm, train journey home. Probably well, probably I'm gonna. You're on a boat playing poorly. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think I don't think you probably will have, will have seen a worse side than us in terms of how we approach games and play games. Um, it's it doesn't sound like it's going to be a classic on Saturday. Put it that way. Um, to, to, I mean, and for for our fans at the moment, um, you know, I mentioned there before that we have been apart from the Arsenal game, we're we're unbeaten for eight games. But being honest, um, it it was probably the most unattractive unbeaten their games of all time uh, we're really really we don't have any of the ball um, at all I think you might have seen stats perhaps yourself on Sky or whatever where I believe it, we've only got something like 33% possession averaging over the season um, we really really don't play good football um, we're kind of we've got two I would say exciting players and that's because obviously they've got paces Almiron on one side and we've got St Maxim on the other mm. um, they're the two players which I guess give away any type of hope really to getting up the field. Um and we've got Joe Linton up front who was were were record signing the number nine. Um mm. unfortunately for him, the young lad, he's he's really struggled as well. But I think that's a combination of not just him, I'm so you're not putting the blame just on him, it's it's the whole team, you know. Um and I I'd seen a stat that I think we've scored twenty four Premier League goals and you have scored twenty three. Even lower than us, which is which is just unbelievable. Um, so I don't think there's going to be goals in the game. I don't think, to be honest. Um, no, unless it becomes a double negative and uh, we end up having an absolute belter and uh, uh, one for the ages. But yeah. Um, yeah, and I think you know, like you said, we've got a misfiring striker in um, and Teke, who's had an absolute torrid time for two or three seasons now. And it's easy to get on. Run the Army's race in person at the Pentagon. Army 10-Miler general registration is now open. Go to Army10Miler.com to register today. General registration presented by General Dynamics. Register today at Army10Miler.com. Their backs, but then you've got to look at the chances that are getting created for them and, um, you know, how they're being played into the game. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the chances... And then it becomes a confidence thing, right? Because players who normally score, um, you know, when they go on those runs, easy chances start to feel very difficult to them. It's it's a funny one when you say about Ben because I remember him at Villa, where I thought mm. the guy guy was an absolute beast. You know, I thought he was a really good player. When Liverpool didn't quite work out for him, um, yeah. But then when you signed him, I thought, wow, what a, like that's the kind of player we should be after. You know, that's kind of the. The opinion I had, it, it, as you say, it doesn't seem like it has worked for him. Um, but he did score the other day against Everton, didn't he? I think last week or so. So um, he did, yeah, yeah. We went on to lose three-one, so we're not yeah. <laughs> pop open the champagne just yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, his first season with us, he scored seventeen goals, and we're like, oh, quality. Oh, yeah. He's just yeah. been off the boil ever since. But since, um, yeah. I guarantee you now that you said Joe Linton's on that, and I've seen all the basically all my Twitter timelines full of Palace fans. Seeing all the stats about, you know, his goal drought, saying that's it, he's gonna he's gonna get a hat trick against us, <laughs> chuck a fiver on it because you know it's gonna happen. Yeah, we we, we I'm very similar. I actually seen a stat. Sorry, I'm I'm not trying to um, upset you here, but um, I seen a stat which said um, it's now been 56 days since Crystal Palace last won a football game. Um, yeah. So you'll only one more day to go and you, you'll beat us. So don't worry about it too much. Um, oh but yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, in regards to both teams, I mean, we are unfortunately very, very close to the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that we, do you think we are relegation rivals, or or do you feel that maybe we've just done enough that we'll see it through to and being able to stay in the division? 
I think I think we've probably both done enough, and I touch wood frantically as I say <laughs> that. Um, and you know, I think if either of us do go down, it will be a, a huge shame. Um, obviously, I'll be more upset if it's us. But um, you know, you look at teams here beneath us. Norwich are unfortunately um, looking looking gone, which is a shame because I like Norwich; they're a good club. Um, hoping that Brighton get pulled into it. Um, well, they're they're in it, but I hope that they um, go down for obvious reasons. Um, and then, yeah, he just yeah, I I just like to think that in our two squads, there's enough quality to to keep us up. And um, you know, the the games that we're losing, you know, the Everton one I thought was a horrible result, losing three one to Everton. So yeah. you know, not a result that should be happening with um, the squad that we've got, but. We're not getting absolutely destroyed. We're kind of in and around games. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to think that, that both of us will stay up. Um, but it's, it, I think it's whichever one of us, if either one of us is on the end of a defeat after Saturday, I think the fan bases are going to be more worried as a result yeah. of that. You know, it feels like a bit of a, I don't want to call it a six-pointer because that's a, a, a football cliche that, doesn't make any mathematical sense, but um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels like an important one. It really does, doesn't it? Wants. Yeah, for, for me, it really does feel an important one. Um, and I, one thing that worries us, and maybe the same for you, sometimes when, when you do lose a few games, or even just one game, there can be a bit of an uproar on social media, and it's almost mm. like the world's caving in. Um, but I do feel it's a big game, I must admit, on, 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 on Saturday. Um, obviously, in the reverse fixture, just touching on that, we... Mm. Um, we won one nil in that one, um, and that was Almiron's first goal for the club. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, even though he hasn't scored, there's a there's a there's a great deal of love for him as a as a player. Mm-hmm. He really works hard for the team. He's he seems like a great lad, and I think it was a, an amazing match to be at. Obviously, not on a palace side of things, but certainly for a Newcastle fan, it was amazing to see him get his goal. Um, that I remember that game was again very very tight. I, you know, it was mm-hmm. I know we won one nil, but it really could have went either way. To be honest with you. Um, how how do you see it maybe being different down at Selhurst on, on Saturday? Um, oh, to be honest, I don't know if it will be much different. You know, we don't we don't play um, particularly differently at home. We don't um, dominate possession or, or approach games differently. Um, and I remember, I think one of the things that Palace fans were frustrated with um, at the fixture at your place was it was a late goal and. Um, one of Hodgson's quirks is he's getting better at now, but he never used to make substitutions until like 83, 84 minutes. So you've got players, you know, just exhausted um, out on their feet. And um, then when you do bring players on, you know, they've got five, six minutes to get into the game before it's over. So um, I think that's what frustrated Palace fans up at your place. And I don't know how much, uh, difference we've got because we didn't strengthen at all in January so we haven't well I say that we've got Choktosin's um, in on loan he scored in his on his debut for us against Man City so amazing he's the messiah then he promptly got injured um, couldn't play against Everton obviously because it's his parent club so maybe he'll make a bit of difference because he does look good and lively as a, a kind of mobile forward player. Um, is he is he back for Saturday, is he? Is it, would he be back? Yeah, yeah. And he was he would have been fit to play against Everton, but um, obviously he wasn't allowed to because uh, we got him on loan from there. Um, 
and even the the two games he played for us before he got or one and a bit games he played before he got injured palace fans were giving him quite a bit of love because he's um after two years of watching benteke kind of lumber around up front and um uh, loses confidence and you know any sort of willingness to to make a run or screen for the ball suddenly you've got this guy up front and he's like making these huge sprints screaming for the ball got in the ref's face it was against um Arsenal I think he was getting scrappy because um David Luiz was time wasting for free kicks and Tokotosin's there in the ref's face like having a go and pointing it out so you're seeing this you're seeing this and you think oh hold on you've got a bit of something about you um I quite like you so you know, maybe he'll do something tomorrow. I think, you know, there's a there's a quiet hope from Palace fans about putting all our eggs in the basket of someone who's only been here on loan for five minutes. But yeah. um, you kind of got to look for those positives, haven't you? You yeah. have, you have, yeah. It's it's very similar to ourselves in in regards to our window. Ours were just loan signings as well, um, and we signed Bentaleb, um, and I think the signing and Lazaro yeah. from Inter Milan, who uh, had a good first half against Arsenal, but unfortunately got caught out twice on. On, on two of the goals for Arsenal. Um, the signing that I think surprised a lot of people, and I think pleased the majority, was Danny Rose from Spurs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe he's not, you know, for example, up to 100% fitness yet. So, um, so you know, in the, the one area we did not strengthen in was unfortunately a uh, striker. Uh, with Andy Carroll is injured constantly, um, <laughs> and uh, and it leaves just Joe Linton really because obviously Dwight Gale's injured as well, and we've got Muta who's injured. So again, yeah. touching very similar to what you said, there's just not many options there really, not enough quality uh, off the bench to change things. Mm-hmm. Um, How's Bentele um, doing for you? Because I think that, I remember seeing him come to you guys, and everyone was a bit like, "Oh God, forgotten about him." He was a you know you're going to be. A bit of a um, hot prospect, wasn't he? And then where uh, did he where did he go from Spurs? Somewhere uh, in Italy. Yeah, it was. Um, yes, I lost us now. Um, he went to well, the, the club that we signed him from. Even that's gone from us. Mm. I do apologise. <laughs> it was a, Ger- yeah, a German it? club. But he went. He went yeah, over right. to Germany, and he, he fell out completely with with their squad management and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And he hasn't actually played, or he hadn't played a first team game, I think, since March. Mm-hmm. Um, he was totally out of favour. So obviously, we then went in for him, um, and he. We were discussing this actually on the podcast on on Monday. It was when we were talking about it. Um, he's certainly got quality, like he really has. You can see he's got a great, good left foot. He's very, very calm on the ball. Um, he doesn't, no matter how many players are around him, he certainly doesn't seem like he's under pressure, or he doesn't feel he is anyway. Um, mm. The only thing that I discussed and is the, the the type of midfielder that, that that I think we're missing at the club is someone that is willing to take that ball and maybe carry it. A centre midfielder that's mm-hmm. willing to carry the ball. And so far with Bentaleb, it's very much sort of sideways and sideways and backwards. You know, it's kind of just nice, safe passing, easy stuff. Um, so, but he hasn't started too badly, if I'm if I'm being honest. You know, again, mm. I think going back to something you said there about when you the striker you mentioned there, where sometimes when you sign a, a new player, you instantly, you know, you you want them to be the best, don't you? Of course you do, and you think that this yeah. is gonna, this is going to change the world and, and all of that. Um, yeah. And sometimes you can fall in that trap. But to be fair, he's he's been okay, and he he has played most games as well actually since coming in. Because um, okay. we, we've gone injury to John Joe Shelby, so Shelby won't be playing on Saturday. So uh, again, that probably Bentaleb will play in in his replacement. Mm-hmm. So, um, and. In fairness, actually, we'll come on to this one is is regards to your fans' opinion or your own opinion of Newcastle. Uh, what's what's your thoughts on us as a as a team, as a club, uh, anything like that, really? 
Yeah, I think you know the the Palace fans have got nothing but respect for um, Newcastle as a fan base and as a and as a club. I think um, you know we've not well, who knows? It might change on Saturday, but we've not got any historical beef that would um, <laughs> cloud our judgment. I don't yeah. think. Um, so you can just look at it as really good set of fans. Um, I think the, our only complaint would be the steps up to the away end. Um, <laughs> That's always uh, it's kind of a, a, a feeling of dread across the whole fan base of having to hike up those once we once we get up to your place. Yeah, I don't. Um, do. <laughs> and I think you know, just um, I mentioned it before. It's just it's just sympathy for the situation with your owner and some of the stuff that's that's happened on a club level um, in recent years. You know, like I said, Rafa going over the summer. I think. Yeah, there's a little bit of um, and I, I don't know if this is going to sound horrifically patronising or anything, but um, when Leicester won the league, everyone was like, "Oh my God, that could have been us! That could have been us!" Oh, any club had a chance to win the league there. And then you look at the way that Mike Ashley's um, you know handled things with your club, and you there's also a little bit of like, "Oh my God, that could be us!" Like we're 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 a bad owner away from having to deal with all of that as well. So I think there's a there's a universal appreciation and um, sympathy for, you know, a, a really great historic club and a really brilliant set of fans who don't deserve the owner that they've got and deserve an owner that's going to actually respect it and, um, and, and do things the right way with the club. You know, I work with a couple of Newcastle fans who, you know, have, have more or less just, walked away from the club until he's gone and said you know do you know what like I obviously still love the club but I can't I, I can't go up there and watch a game or uh, engage with it in the way that I used to because there's something kind of so toxic about it now so yeah um I think I think my uh, nothing but admiration for the club and for you guys as fans but um huge huge sympathy for that side of it and and the impact it's had on the club. Yeah, I, I think that's very spot on. To be fair, I mean it's it's always interesting to, to hear what you know what other fans think about ourselves. Um, and it kind of, it seems to always be the same thing as that. You know, passionate fans. You know, will travel up and down the country, full mm. support, but unfortunately sympathise in 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 the owner department of, of how things are how things are going on. Um, yeah. and, and you know it's just I guess it is it is what it is um, and you're right what you say there's a lot of fans since, since when Rafa left that was the final straw of, of mm. sort of what I, the final card Ashley's played that fans have said I'm not going to be going back um, but having said all of that uh, the attendances at home for all the atmosphere has been dreadful the attendances are still at the minute a full house um, that was due to a lot of tickets being given away for free I have to get that in there but um mm-hmm. You know, there's still fans going back, but uh, I must admit it's still it's never been the same since Rafa left. If, if I'm being really honest with you, um, yeah, because uh, that's so, the thing, isn't it? I think under Rafa, you know, you, you think about like the trajectory of clubs and how things are going, and under Rafa, you felt like oh, okay, we could be on the beginning of something now, and then it's like pulled out from under your feet, and it's um, you know, like you're walking up a hill and someone's just sprayed a hose and pushed you back yeah. down it. You know, it, it's a funny one because um, I, I, I'm myself personally I'm, I always try to be glass half full it's just the way that I am I always try my best to to look at the positives and things like that but I was I, I think about it quite often and, and it's like when we had Rafa as manager I felt like 
personally, we were about two or three players away from from being competitive. Of course, when I say competitive, I certainly don't mean uh, top fours and fives. But what I meant was, is, is you know, middle middle table, never really in danger of going down. Um, mm-hmm. And having the opportunity, perhaps, to maybe push over the years to the Europa League seventh, eighth position, and that's just for two or three players. But now that he's gone, I feel that we're a million, million miles away from 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 being able to to be that club, which is which is so sad when you think it was kind of there, the chance was there to push forward, and as you've just mentioned, the rug's been um, pulled from under, really. Um, but it is it's it's awful. But uh, so sorry, uh, the last thing really is. Um, terms of a score for the match really uh, and also the end of season prediction for, for yourself in terms of how I know you mentioned before that you don't think either will get dragged in uh, which is yeah. fine um, and in regards to the match on Saturday what, what's your thoughts on the score? Um, I think it will probably be uh, one all on Saturday um, I, I, there won't be more than two goals total um, I think even that, I'm thinking, gosh, I'm predicting an exciting game there. Aren't I? <laughs> um, it's all relative, isn't it? Um, and yeah, I think we'll... Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. We'll both end up in the sort of 14th, 15th spots. Um, I'll, I'll give Palace 14th and you guys 15th because... Uh, That's, right. <laughs> That's fine. It's a um, Palace fan's spice. How about you? What's your prediction? Um, it's, a, it's a strange one because if I'm being honest... Uh, and I don't mean this to sound awful, but obviously, I, I, for, for not winning for that long, you know, I, when I was reading there and seeing the bad run you on, of course, I wanted to. I'm, I'm trying to be positive and think we should be able to go there and get a win, but I just kind of see it. So I was going to say one one myself, but I feel like I'm checking out there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go nil nil. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I want to look forward to then last time match of the day. It certainly sounds, doesn't it? Um, in, in regards to position, I, I'm with you on that. I think it'll be maybe about that, you know, 15th, 16th or 14th, 15th. Um, uh, much of a muchness, to be honest with you. Um, and, and that's it. But I'd just like to say thanks very much for coming on, Emma. Really appreciate it. I know, it's been fun. Thanks. And um, yeah, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season, apart from on Saturday. Yes, yeah, same to you. I hope you enjoy the game, but not too much. All the best. <laughs> All right, cheers, Decker. Thanks very much. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post-9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org Sports Social Podcast Network I'm Victoria Cash Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1 If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2 We heard you loud and clear So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino style games for free Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.